Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brand new banging I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. You have no fear on today's banging I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Back, boom, the young shooter is back. And we are hard hitting with a fantastic I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're talking about Bravo, BravoCon. I am on my way to BravoCon. I have my outfits. Plus, the young shooter does his top 10 horror films of all time. And a review of the new Martin Scorsese. Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro film, all that and more in a great, hard-hitting, hour-long I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Diggity Dust Brothers. Start this puppy up with something real nice, yes. Start this puppy up with something real loud, yes. But most importantly, start this puppy up with something real funky. This, oh yeah, this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Liggity, let's go. Have no fear, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Boom, have no fear, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is in the place to be in Sukasa. Hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody is feeling sane. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. I'll say it again. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. Name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Raging Bullshitter. You are now rocking with the very, very best, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from Nueva Yorka. And, oh yeah, we're worldwide. Oh yeah, we're going coast to coast with the most. 
end in L.A. because, boom, I have on the young shooter. There he is. Yes, sir. Here I am. I, I, here, D, hold yeah, on. here I am. I, no, I don't want to do it again. I, I, I don't want to do it again, but do you want to do a full intro again? Because I, I came in with like... Like some Johnny Carson intro, and you're like, I just I know I don't know what to say. Hey, here I am, everybody. Hey, it's me. Hey, guys, you might that's all you recognize got? the voice. It's me, Dean Collins, aka the Young Shooter, um, broadcasting live from the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast headquarters okay, in Los okay, Angeles. Okay, 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 okay. Fuck. I mean, you should be so happy that somebody comes in with an intro like I I'm, came in with the energy, the passion, the enthusiasm, the respect, the adoration, and you're like, "Hey, yeah, no, I just I don't know how to respond to it. I'm I'm so happy to be here. Um, it's a fantastic day out in Los Angeles. I I I don't know why I'm feeling really good today. I feel good. Uh, I'm not gonna let that intro sway how I'm feeling because I'm feeling really positive today. Um, and it's, you, you it's, would think with the intro, you'd come in doing jumping jacks or like tap dancing or cartwheels. I, so it's, you're saying the don't want to let the intro sway you, but no, I just, I just, I didn't want to speedball. I don't want to like give too much energy. It's just, you got to find a middle ground. You know, you can't be like, Hey, yo, Hey guys. I mean, it's like, it's, it's loud when you're listening into the car. Like people just want to chill. Like, I just want to ease everyone in with my voice. Cause I know some people may like me. Some people may not. Oh, so everybody I'm, loves you. Everybody, you, man. oh man, no, I'll be honest. At first, not everybody loved you, but even even your biggest haters, and I'm not going to say anything. What's up, mom? Um, what? Even your nothing. Even you your never... biggest, even your biggest haters have turned a corner. And you know what? That let me tell you something. Not everything is easy in life. So that's hard to do. You, I'm just saying. Like even some of the people that were like, "Who who's this? Who is this guy? Who is that little shit?" <laughs> You know what's his yeah. deal? Yada yada yada. Uh, they're like, we like that guy. He he's Fuck good. It. He's funny, and so anyway. Um, well, you have you have a really cool hat on. I don't know what it, what is that. It looks like a, it's like a T, and then another T. Tom Tom. That's oh, my Tom Tom hat. This pretty, is that's cool. This is my Tom Tom hat. Vanderpump Rules. Uh, I am going to BravoCon this weekend, and. I'm wearing, matter of fact, hold on. I got my Tom Tom hat and my Tom Tom shirt. Oh, wow. That is like bedazzled. That is ready for Vegas. Tom Tom hat and a Tom Tom shirt. And I went to the top to get me this Tom Tom shirt. So, yeah, I mean, if you know me, I never walk around with, with bedazzled stuff. But I'm so hyped for BravoCon. I am so excited. First of all, I'm performing in Vegas Thursday and Friday at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. And then I'm not doing one. I'm not doing two. I am doing six panels. I am hosting six Bravo panels. And I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. And one of them is with Lisa Vanderpump and the... Tom Schwartz. I'm going to take this mic and drop it on the fucking ground. I'm hosting a panel with Lisa Vanderpump and Tom Schwartz. Is that on par with hosting something with like Robert De Niro, your idol, or or Sylvester Stallone? Like, it, it, think about it, really, though. 
Like, because you, I haven't seen you that excited about somebody like, unless it was like a, a you know Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino. I mean, you the adoration you have for them is is pretty astounding. A hundred percent, totally different, but a hundred percent. Listen, I'm not going to say it's as exciting as if I hosted a panel with Larry Bird and Dr. J. I'm not going to say it's as exciting if I hosted a panel with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, but if I was to do me and three other people, like me and two guests hosting a panel, it would be in my top 10 for sure. A hundred percent for easily. No question about it. So great question. And yeah, I, especially right now, uh, with, with everything that has gone on in the world of Vanderpump Rules, uh, to be hosting it with LVP and Tom Sandoval and have my shirt and have my hat ready to go. Come on, man. Come on. I'm, I mean, I'm that, a- that smile, that I, it's like I haven't seen a smile like that from you in a long, long time. It's like a, a twinkle in your eye. Like you're, you're radiating just positivity and, and you look good. You're, you're glowing. Thank you. <laughs> You're I'm welcome. a little overwhelmed. I, I mean, can tell. I'm all, it looks like you're about to cry. I'm also hosting a panel. This one's pretty sick too. I'm I'm also hosting a panel with half of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, with Louie and Teresa Judice, who right now is number one at the top of my Real Housewives power rankings. They coveted Michael Rappaport Real Housewives power rankings. Teresa Judice is at the top. So it's Teresa Judice and Louie and Dolores and Paulie and others. And I'm doing a Real Housewives of New York throwback panel with this. This one's crazy. Mm-hmm. The Countess Luann, Sonia Morgan, Ramona Singer, and Dorinda. The big four of New York, uh, amongst others. So... By the time I get to Sunday, by the time I get to my Jersey panel, by the time I get to my Real Housewives of New York throwback panel, I'll have, I'm going to be in such Bravo heaven, I don't know how I'm going to muster up the the energy. I'm going to have to work out, I'm going to have to drink some Diet Cokes and mm-hmm. just muscle through, because I'm going to be on fumes at that point, but pure adrenaline. And I don't know if you understand, to host a panel with the big four of New York, Dorinda, Luann, Countess Aluan, Sonia Morgan, and Ramona Singer. That's that's no, sick. you're speaking about them like it's like Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, fucking Michael Jordan. I mean, that's the way that you're and, talking and like about. Who, them. Like, and LeBron. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent. It's for me, it's the exact same thing. Now, I again, to do sports, it would be a little bit more, but it's like just under it and not under it by a lot. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, it's just under it by you. not under it by a lot. Anyway, so I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about my shows at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club uh, Thursday, Friday, respectfully. And uh, tickets are available, of course, at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. And I will be with bells, whistles, rainbows, fruity pebbles, uh, you know, just shooting all out and in anatomy uh, the entire weekend. I can't, I can't fucking wait. 
Anyway, we got a lot to discuss. This is going to be a hard-hitting, fantastic episode. I could feel it in the air, can't you? Me too. Honestly, I can. And I, I like, I come in, I'm like, I'm ready to do the podcast. But for some reason with this one, I'm just, and I don't want to jinx it, but there, there's a lot to discuss. And it's just good energy right now. And I feel like that leads us into like the next topic. I mean, it's been, it's, it was kind of a crazy weekend. There was a lot of, there was like breaking news that had happened over the weekend. <sighs> I, I was on Instagram and I saw a post on Instagram from TMZ that said, breaking news, Matthew Perry dead at 54. And that was like, you know, there's a lot of celebrities who pass and you're like, oh man, that's really sad. And, you know, but that was, I was really taken aback seeing that post. And I know that Matthew Perry had struggled throughout his life with addiction and, and alcohol and pills and all that kind of stuff. But I, I was really taken aback and really like heartbroken to, to read that. And, you know, he was 54 years old and, and, um, you you worked with Matthew Perry on friends, multiple episodes. You guys had done multiple episodes together and were you guys friends in real life? Like how well did you know him? I mean, I didn't know him very well, but I had met him a handful of times before I did Friends, out and about, you know, at this party, back, you know, at that, I don't know if they do it now, but, you know, it was like house parties, and, you know, I, this is when I'd go out more, I'd see him at restaurants and stuff like that, and then when I did the show, you know, they were all huge TV stars, not what they even turned into, but it was like at the apex of Friends, and, you know, he was always so cool, so nice uh, when I knew him before the show. And when I did the show, him and along with the whole cast, they were always just so welcoming, so encouraging, so supportive. And Matthew uh, Perry and the entire cast, you know, what they did on Friends, they make it look so easy and so seamless. But, you know, any actor knows that that kind of comedic acting is such a such a high skill specific uh thing that they had and they they were all comedic geniuses uh and showed it for so long and they created these characters that became embedded in the fabric of popular culture and um you know specifically about him you know like i just remember i mean these guys were just great and funny and he was nice and like i said supportive and and when you go on to a show the set of a show that's as popular as that you know, they could just be like kind of like be sink or swim, you know, and kind of like, you know, haze you and let you kind of figure it out yourself. I, I had never done a sitcom, you know, oh, like, really? which, you know, yeah, I had never been on a sitcom when I did that. And I did a bunch of movies and I was kind of cocky. I didn't know the timing of it. You know, there's multi cameras. It's, it's such front a of, different beast. I mean, like go ahead. the live audience and, and the, the four camera, like it is, it's completely different than doing a single camera show like The Office and, and Parks and Recs and things like that. And, um, you know, multicam is, is such a different beast. And that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, to come in, because you came in in season five, I believe, mm. like 1999 season five, and I think they did 10 seasons of the show. So, you, I mean, you came in at, like, the peak of that show. I mean, right in the middle of, of you know, the show. And um, what was that like just being, like, a guest star and going into a cast that was so big and they were an ensemble. And like you said, like you can be a guest star and, and jump into a show and you could get haze and whatnot. But like, what was that? Were you nervous going in where it was like, they had that camaraderie and, and I, cause that's like a very nerve wracking thing as an actor to, to go in 
for a week or a few days to do your thing when they already have that like solid core group that they've got. They were all awesome. The guys were awesome. I had known Schwimmer uh, before I had worked with him. Uh, I met Matt LeBlanc, uh, you know, a few times in passing. And, you know, like I said, I had met Matthew Perry, you know, out and about a little bit. Um, but they were cool. All The girls were cool. They were excited to have me, which made me feel good. They were, you know, thanking me for doing it. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm excited to do it. But, you know, when I had did the show, I had never seen a full episode of Friends. I knew how popular it was. I mean, you couldn't escape it. It was a, this is when TV was still king. This is when like NBC, I think it was Thursday night was like, that was like, it was everything, you know, it was like that was viral every single week. So I, you know, all I could say is that they just were fun. They were, they were just, you know, like they, they invited me into their world, into their little, um, you know, sort of, uh, this special little, you know, high flying, uh, you know, thing that was called friends. And, uh, you know, that show, there's not a day that goes by and you've been with me. There is not I know. a, there is not a day that goes by. Uh, where somebody doesn't come up to me, whether they're my age or younger, like there'll be 12 year old kids, nine year old kids, uh, you know, grown ups who will say something to me about friends. They might yes. not know anything I've ever done, but people will come up to me and specifically to this day, I don't, it was 1999. That's, mm -hmm. oh, that's like 25 years ago since I did four episodes. I only did four episodes or six episodes of that show. And people that's to such this a testament day, to the show. I mean, it's, it's a show. It's a show. It, I mean, the show is like a part of Americana. So, you know, the loss of Matthew Perry, obviously his family, uh, his real life friends and the fans of that show, you know, the, the, it's, it's like somebody that they grew up with or that they're growing up with. Uh, you know, that character and those characters, they resonated with so much. And it's just like American comfort TV. Exactly. It's like, you know, and he was the centerpiece of, you know, something that's as iconic as Happy Days, as iconic as anything, you know, in America, like, you know, Madonna music, Michael Jackson music, Friends, um, you know, like Crest, Pepsi, Nike, Friends. It's, it's so mm -hmm. much a part of American popular culture. So it's a huge loss. And, uh, you know, all I could say is like, it was a great experience and just a sad, sad thing uh, to see happen to somebody who was so young and, and fighting to you know, deal with uh, the issues that he had. That's really sucks because he was so it's... open about fighting about it. And this is, you know, that, that kind of fame of friends. Like, imagine that. People come up to me to talk to me about those episodes of Friends. These dudes are in every episode yeah. for 10 years and the episodes go on and on and on and on and on and on. That, that, these, these are famous, famous, famous people and beloved. All six of them uh, are uh, just so beloved. So it, it really is really sad. And he was like, out of all three of the guys, too, he he really was like the standout of that show. I mean, he was so fucking funny. His timing was insane. The fact that he was, you know, struggling during his time on Friends, like he talks about openly, because I, I, you know, I watched the Diane Sawyer interview again from last year and his book that he wrote to help people get, you know, overcome addiction and how he talks about how he was, you know, drinking and on pills. And it's just like, the fact that he was struggling and, and addicted and and showing up on set like that and still gave these like incredible performances. Cause I, you know, I, I turned it on last night with my girlfriend and we were watching your episodes. We started on your episode and I think we watched three of the four of them. And it was just like, you guys were so fucking good together. He was so great on the show. You were so young. You were like 30 or 31 years old, probably in 1999, 29, 
29. And that's crazy. You came in there, insane. And and you looked fantastic. You you had tons of charisma. There was so much charm. You played Phoebe's boyfriend for a few episodes. You were the cop. And um, you know, just seeing you guys all doing the ride along and them all in the car with you. I mean, it was it was really cool. And it's a very it's very, very sad. And I think, you know, I just I would call a couple of my friends being like, oh, dude, man. Matthew Perry died. And people were just like, oh, you know, like really taken aback by it. But it's very sad. And um, so we had to bring that up, but I wanted to know about your experiences on, on that show because those guys were making a million dollars, for people who don't know, at the end of that show, season 10, they were making a million dollars an episode individually. I mean, it's fucking crazy. That's crazy. And and insane. if they're making that much, how much you think, uh, you know, the owners of the property are making? Right, exactly. So If they're able to pay six of them $6 million a, a week, week, a week. They're, this is big money business, and they still make money off that show as they should. Because uh, for sure, anyway, it sucks. Stands it's, the it, test of time, and stands and the it's, test of time. It's timeless. It's timeless American television. Mm -hmm. It's everything great about American television and American pop culture. And Matthew Perry was the centerpiece of it. Agreed. I am Rappaport Podcast. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Halloween. I mean, it's about to be over, but are you doing anything for Halloween? Um, no. I know you're not really a Halloween no. guy. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this for Halloween. I ain't doing anything for Halloween, and I ain't got no candy for nobody. Don't, Why? I, I, sh it, I shut my lights off. Really? Don't come... Yeah, really. You're the Grinch of Halloween. Yeah, I'm the Grinch of Halloween because once you give it to one, you got to give it to another one, and then they don't stop coming. They're like, they just keep knocking, mm -hmm. they keep banging, and they keep ringing, and they're knocking. So don't come to my door for no candy. I've given out candy in the past. I ain't given out candy this year, okay? I don't want any ding-dong. I don't want any ding-dong. You ding-dong ditch? I'll chase you down. Because they also, you know, in New York and apartment buildings, they like to ding-dong ditch. I'll chase you little fuckers down. I don't care. I'll be in here with the lights off and my sneakers on. You're ready to go. You, you ding-dong ditch me? Or you, you, you know what? If you ding, because, you know, you like one knock's enough. If I don't come answer the door, beat it. Beat mm. it. But if you keep knocking, <laughs> I'll also, I'll open the door and I'll say, I don't got nothing, man. There's plenty of other apartments in this building. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. All right, Jesus Christ. Well, I, you know, I was considering because a lot of people lately, like this this past week, people are like, man, how how old are you? Are you still in high school? Which is crazy to me because I, I don't think I look like I'm in high school. Um, and I say, I always say, how old do you think I am? And some people say 19, 20. I, it's a huge compliment to me. I'm 33 years old. It's you know, I'm drinking that fountain of youth water, just like Paul Rudd, just like John Stamos. I got a great skincare regimen going on. And I was, it made me think because I love, <laughs> I love Halloween. I'm a huge fan of Halloween. I haven't really done anything this, you know, major Halloween weekend, but on the 31st, I was thinking about maybe putting on a mask. I don't even know if I need the mask, but I wanted to put on a costume and potentially go trick-or-treating because I do have a, a major sweet tooth. Do you think it's fucked up at the age of 33 to not do it as a joke, but I, I really do want the candy. Let me tell you something. That's how you get yourself arrested, homie. You're 33 years really? old. Leave, leave the candy for the children, my friend. Unless you're trying to get catch a case. Because I'm not trying one, to catch a kid. I just figured there's extra go to, to go the around. Fucking, go to the CVS or the Rite Aid and get yourself a bag of candy and spend your own money on it. You don't it's need to be taking... It's not the same. You don't need to be taking little kids' candy, my friend. I wouldn't be taking their candy. We would do it together. I'd be with the little children. I, not That sounds wrong, but I, it would be me and a couple of other kids ringing the door. But I, like, I'd have my pillowcase out. Trick or treat. Like You give it no. to me, you give it to... You, know, you, you asked Tommy. me my opinion. Excuse me. You asked me my opinion, and my opinion is don't do it. And if you get into trouble for trick-or-treating, take if you get into trouble for trick-or-treating and taking little kids candy when you could afford to buy some yourself, don't call me. And that goes both ways. And like I said, if you get in trouble for anything in your life and, and you wind up getting arrested or whatever it is, I hope it doesn't happen to you, but just know that I will like we're not friends anymore. It's, it doesn't even have to be a Danny Masterson case where it's like- What are you talking we're, about? We're exiled. Like if you get arrested and, no, and they're the, like, I'm we're locking you up. No, I'm saying you're putting yourself in a position to get arrested on Halloween. No, I totally understand you're, you're saying don't call dice, you. You're rolling the dice talking about trick-or-treating with kids. Totally, totally. And, and I understand- And you sound crazy. You I sound understand nuts. your perspective. I understand what you're saying. And I'm telling you, saying. go to the fucking candy store. You want candy? You want a bag of sweets? You got your sweet tooth? Go buy yourself some M&Ms and some Skittles. 
Okay, fine. go to I'm fine. I'll I'll do it. I'm just I'm just letting you know it goes both ways. So for I'm not talking about Halloween. I'm just saying in general, if you wind up in the fucking penitentiary and they give you ten years for something, just know you're not calling me. We're not writing letters. We're done. We're we're finished. Like we're not friend. Like I said, Danny Masters. Well, fuck you. Well, how done. about how about we fuck you? How about we say fuck you, man? No. Fuck we're you. Not gonna, no, that's what we're not going to do. No, that's okay? what we're going to do because that's a shit friend. No, because I've seen your phone and, and on favorites, under favorites, you know how people have the favorites on the iPhone? Sadly, it's your wife is number one, I'm number two, and there's nobody below it. So listen, listen, listen to this, my friend. Once things go south for you, I hope they don't, just know, erase me from the favorites list. You're just going to have your wife and she might not want to deal with you either at that point. So... Good luck to you, and I and I I hope that never happens. I'm just letting you know I won't be there. I won't oh, be there. Man, that's good. But, that's really good. But, okay, well I'll reconsider the the trick or treating. But this did bring me to my next point, which I got a DM from somebody um, on Instagram named Tony. Shout out to Tony, who's oh, who pretty listens Tony. to the podcast. Pretty Tony. I, I just like you know, pretty Tony. What they call him? I don't. I don't know if that's a cop. I wouldn't want to be called pretty D. I mean, it's, I don't. Pretty Tony, pretty what Tony? they call him. Pretty Tony, okay, what they call like, him. All right, I guess they call you. I guess you're being called Pretty Tony, but Tony on Instagram. Oh yeah, pretty um, Pretty Tony, what they call him. Yeah, well, pretty Pretty Tony uh, came up with a good idea. He he DM me and he said, "Shooter, y'all should have a top ten horror movies for Halloween." And I thought that was a great idea, and it and it got me thinking. Like, you know, we should do that. Do you have a? We could both do a top ten, or you could do your top five. Like, have you thought about what maybe your top five? favorite horror films growing up or just in general why you didn't see this is part of the preparation for the podcast where it's like we're shooting the podcast now and you're saying mm -hmm. you gotta you think on your feet bro i wanted to just throw it out to you it's just like now we're improving. think about it on the spot because i i got my shit covered so i'm gonna look better than you no matter you, what you, at you, this you, point. you can you can do a top 10 horror films right now i'll do it right easy do it in my sleep go ahead i'm waiting really I because you didn't prepare it, it, me to do. Excuse me, excuse me. You didn't prepare. Okay. Me, excuse me. <laughs> You're excused. You didn't prepare me to do a top ten horror films. So you go ahead and do your top ten horror films, ladies and gentlemen. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast with Dean's top ten horror films. Because he didn't tell me we were going to be doing this on today's I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Yay, let's go. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. You should definitely come prepared to your own podcast next time. My top 10 uh, horror films, my list in, I could go, should I go in order or should I just throw them out there? Do no particular order, but save your top top for number one. Deal. So no particular order. I'm going to go with The Ring, which I think is a very underrated horror film, thriller fantastic Samara with the long black hair who comes out of the well. Great fucking movie directed by an amazing director, uh, Gore Verbinski. Very scary. You know, um, that's, if you haven't seen it, you watch a videotape and in seven days you die. Great movie, The Ring. I'll put Scream up there. I think that's, it's not so much horror, but such a cult classic. It's yeah. so much fun. It's timeless. You could watch that at any any fucking day, you can watch that movie. Put that on. It's fun. Shout out to Jamie Kennedy, who was recently on uh, the I'm Rap Port Stereo podcast, who's also fantastic in it. Uh, love Scream. That's one of my favorites. Then let's go to the OGs. I would. I have to go with truly terrifying horror film, which still scares the fucking shit out of me. The Exorcist. 
the original oh, yeah. OG, The Exorcist. My mom told me she went to go see that in theaters when she was a kid and and how there was nothing like that fucking movie when it came out in the 70s and how how terrifying that shit was. Shout out um, to the great Linda Blair. Shout out to the great Linda Blair because I just saw the recent Exorcist that just came out. It was a pile of dog shit. Uh -huh. And uh, the OG still is just it's so good. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with one that's not isn't really considered a horror film, but to me is one of the scariest films of all time. And I'm going to have to go with Requiem for a Dream, directed by Darren Aronofsky. That to me is one the of the great most Darren Aronofsky. The great Darren Aronofsky. That to me is one of the most disturbing films I've ever seen. It is pretty much a horror film at that point. That's a scary fucking movie uh, about addiction. I know that's not in a lot of people's horror films, uh, but I'm going to put Requiem for a Dream up there because that shit is terrifying too. But just to start narrowing it down, just to list them out there, uh, I'll go with um, The Thing. The Thing is classic. John Carpenter's The Thing. I'm going to put Halloween. I'm going to put... That, that's, me, that's me coming out of the... Look, you said The Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that, man. I like that. Is that's your like... Yeah, look at that. That's That looks fucking cool, man. Not as cool as the movie, but that was pretty cool the way you did that. Look, look at it. Um, it's like The Thing, the movie The Thing. Yeah, yeah, you're coming out. That's your hand. Damn, that's cool. Kind of, whatever. But um, I'm going to put Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Others. I got to just really say, good. Halloween went, yo, I don't know. What year did that come out? Do you know? That had to have been in the 70s, also late 70s, probably. Yo, my mom would take me and my brother to see that shit when we were kids. It, that I shit mean, that must have been so fucking scary. Scared the shit out of us. Scared the shit. This one, scary movies would scare the shit out of you. It's before yep. phones. Mm -hmm. Like, you thought the shit was real. Like, no, of course. <laughs> that shit was fucked up. Shout out to the great Jamie Lee Curtis. Go Jamie on. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, and then just to, just to start winding down here, I'm just going to just throw out a couple other ones. But The Others with Nicole Kidman, very underrated, really good horror, scary movie. I'm going to put It with Tim Curry. Uh, it from the 90s, the the Stephen King, was it the Stephen King version? Yeah, the Stephen King, whatever, It. And then the found footage shit like Blair Witch Project, that was Blair really Witch ground Project is that was That was groundbreaking when that came out, and that paved a way to a whole new industry of movies like Paranormal Activity, Jason Blum, and all that shit, because Paranormal Activity, when that came out, people were like, is this real? Is it not real? But Blair Witch Project, I remember when I was nine years old when that movie came out, and you didn't, you thought those were just young documentary filmmakers. You didn't know what the Brilliant. fuck was going on with that movie. That was the first time anyone had ever done that found footage shit when it, it came was to It was great. Horror. That was a great, 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 fun, scary movie because I was, I don't know how old, I was an adult. Yeah, you were you were what, you, 29 because I was nine. It was 1999, so you were shooting Friends at, at that that year. So 19. I was nine and I was fucking terrified. And then just to just I would go with the top my my top my number one ever. Wait scary wait wait. Movie. Let me let me do my number one favorite. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Can I do my? Because you just did yeah, nine. Go, yeah, no, I know. I did so many. Yeah, you did a ton of them. Ton. And I know you seem to work hard on this list. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm excited about the number one that I have also. So I'm just okay. I'm so why don't, do why don't we one. say our number ones? I bet your mind's different from yours. Are we going to say it at the same time? Or yeah, okay. This is my number one horror film of all time, and this is my number one horror film of all time. And we'll do it on three, two. Wait, wait, one. wait, 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 wait. Do we do it on three, or we do it one, two, three, and say it, or we do we one, two, say it? No, we say we one, two, three, two, say it. 
We do three, no, two, we go one, one, boom, and then we say it. No. Now, you Dean, don't do you, one, two, three. No one, Dean, no one you've goes, controlled one, enough two, of today's podcast. We're okay. going to go one, two, three, and say it. Deal. So it's one, two, three, boom. Got it. One, two, three. The Shining. The Shining. Nope. You that's didn't even, my... You didn't that's, even, first of all, you didn't get it right. We worked it out. And then you're not picking, I'm picking my number one favorite film is The Shining. I just, I already picked, we said it at the same time. The Shining is definitely number one on my list. No, The Shining is yeah, no, my yeah, number is. one favorite horror film of all time, period. We could both share that, that it's our no. favorite, but I did say it slightly a few seconds before you. No, I said you, that that you, number one, you didn't say it before me. You came in late, even though we did one, two, three, say it. Number two, I'm picking... The Shining, as my number one favorite horror film of all time. And I think I win that The Shining is my number one favorite film of all time. I could I could agree with that because that, for, for those who aren't watching this and they're just listening, he's holding up a portrait of, of the Torrance family. And it is so incredible, this this painting. Or what what is that? A sketch? Drawing. Guy a drew, drawing. did it with a pencil. That is I one of the, the original. Best, that's one of the best pieces of art you've ever owned. It might be my favorite piece of art you've ever owned. It's so good. It's, it's such so a good, good piece of art. And I own the original. I don't know the name of the artist off the top of my head, but The Shining is my number one film. Do we need to even go? I mean, no, it's we don't even need to get into it. It's just the, it's just 1980 Stanley Kubrick, Jack Nicholson. It's the it is the number one. It's hard to beat it. It still terrifies me. The twins come play with us. It's frightening. The the woman in the bathtub, everyone knows about the scene with the woman in the bathtub, the naked lady in the bathtub. It's it's etched in my brain. It's terrifying. That movie is also timeless. And uh oh my and I, god. And I strongly recommend watching the behind the scenes of making the Shining with Stanley Kubrick and and all the crazy shit that ensued on that set and and how much Stanley Kubrick got into Shelley Duvall's head and she was going crazy and he was kind of sort of bullying her and they said, you know, it kind of added to the performance. But if you haven't seen the making of, check that shit out on YouTube. It's fantastic. It's so good. The making of is so good and it's so insightful and seeing the sets and seeing Jack Nicholson brushing his teeth uh, before he, he talks about brushing his teeth before he goes on set, which makes so much sense if you're an actor or an actress. And the way Kubrick was so prepared, but he also was so fluid in finding shots on the set. And every single thing about that movie is ridiculous. I'm going to rewatch that film uh, just to get away from some of the craziness uh, that's going on in the world. So I'll say... My number one film, my number one horror film, and one of my favorite films of all time is one, two, three, The, the Shining. Shining. I beat. I said it again before said you it again. A few seconds before you, but we'll agree, and it is absolutely fantastic. So good choice. Um, great good taste list. in movies. Good, very good list. Thank you, Tony, for that suggestion. Pretty fantastic. Tony, what they call him? Pretty Tony really came through with that. And, Pretty Tony, uh, what they call him? That I, yeah, that's that's what we're calling him. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it or won't they? 
Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Stereo, get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees, iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I also wanted to throw in here, um, it's that time of year, and no, I'm not talking about Halloween. We've got colonoscopy day tomorrow. Colonoscopy Ugh. day. Colonoscopy 2023. Woo! Yeah! This is where I'll just, I'll, I'll tune out at this point. You you could go on for five minutes talking about this, and we'll just, we'll just pretend like we're interested in it, but. Uh, excuse me. I suffer it's from like how many how many fucking colonoscopies do we got to do at this point? We've done so many. I've been hearing about this colonoscopy for the past fucking 10 years with you. I mean, I've heard doing it once every five years. This guy, you're, you're getting your fucking shit examined like five times a year. And, no, and, I, and you, and you no, like it. Mother, you like it. No, I don't, motherfucker. I'm going to get, I have ulcerative colitis, number one. Okay, number two, uh, I do not like getting a colonoscopy. I don't mind the medication, and they put you out on that, Michael Jackson. I like that. You're on that propofol. You are on that MJ, that beat it. Mm-hmm. That you, you are on that thriller for real. When you, when you, <laughs> yeah. when you go to the colonoscopy, the preparation for the colonoscopy stinks. I don't know why it has to be so sour and so bitter. And it stinks. I like that. It's horrible. Uh, but I have ulcerative colitis. I get my colonoscopy every year. And in all seriousness, I suggest 
every single man over 45, uh, maybe it's over 40, and woman, please ask your doctor about getting a colonoscopy. It could save your life in all seriousness. And I'll, every time I do it, people always ask me, does it hurt? Um, listen, uh, the actual procedure doesn't hurt because they put you out. Um, the worst part is the prep part, drinking the prep part. Then you go to the bathroom a lot. We're all grown-ups. They grow up. And then you go to the doctor the next morning and they, you know, they sit you there, they put you your funny little hat on, you're in your gown. They, they hit you with that propofol. How do you say it? Pro propofol. Pro propofol. Propofol? Like, propofol, yeah. How do you say it? Propofol. Propofol. Pro nope. Propofol. Propofol. Don't even bother. You're, you're never going to get it right. So I just take it from me. It's that propofol. That morphine, maybe, and it feels fantastic. You feel like you're flying on that on that cloud, and uh, you're floating on that cloud. And it, it, I hear you. I, I hear you. And but just to be in all seriousness, it does not hurt. You know, your stomach is a little uncomfortable the night before because you're releasing everything. But who cares? We're grownups, and and you really need to get yourself checked out. And my favorite part of it is obviously the pope propofol. What is it? The pro pro. Pafol, P R O P A F O L. I I think that's my favorite part. And then mm -hmm. afterwards, you feel good and you go get yourself a meal because you have to fast the day before, which is nothing. I do five days, nothing. A day for me is like two. I fast for five days, nothing. This is nothing. And and then you know you come back and knock on wood, everything is uh you know copacetic. But you know I have ulcerative colitis, which is the bigger cousin of of Crohn's disease. I don't even think it's mm -hmm. bigger. They're both, they both suck. And if you have stomach issues, please get yourself uh, your colonoscopy. I get them once a year, not five times a year. I just, it seems like, I think it's very important in all seriousness. No, I totally no, no, agree you with said you. five times is, a year. Like I'm going there because I like it. I don't like it. You just, you always have a smile. Like you tell me that and it's like, you have like a smirk. I don't know. You like, you have like this weird smile when you say it. So I, I like talking to the doctors when they're putting me out and they're like, they love me shutting me up because I get all racy and they're like three, mm -hmm. two, and you're just out. Me too. And I'm always like, I'm going to beat it. I'm going to beat it. You're not going to put me to sleep. That's what I do with the nurses. I'm like, you're not going to get me. And they're like, we're going to get you count to, count to five backwards. I'm like, I don't, I don't think you're going to get me. I'm not going to fall asleep. They always win. Oh, that propofol. Propofol. Are you, are you dyslexic? Fofol. You are you. I think you might be dyslexic. What do you say it? I'd worry about learning the difference between your and your and there and there before trying to pronounce propofol. It's one thing at a time. Propofol. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Um, you saw. Oh, I think I already killing know in where the you're moon. going. The new Martin Scorsese film, the latest. Martin Scorsese film starring Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio, The Killers of the Flower Moon or The Killer of the Flowers Moon, one of the two. I, I don't know. I was really excited. I was excited just because it's like, it's Scorsese, it's De Niro, it's DiCaprio. What more do you need? The subject matter is interesting, but I could tell it's, it was going to be a slow ride. I didn't realize how slow. We're talking three and a half hour movie. Woo! And if you're going to see that movie at an AMC theaters or, or just a regular theater, previews are a half hour these days. So you have to block out literally 
in the theater four hours of your time. It's it's a four hour film, pretty much. I saw this at three thirty. I had to, you know, and I love, I love going to the movies and I love getting popcorn and I, you know, I really, I love indulging. I, I really do. It's like, it's so comforting to me to get in a pitch black theater and just get in a bucket of popcorn, get a Mr. Pib or a root beer, get my bunch of crunch uh, or my cookie dough bites and just, and I pour that on top of the popcorn. So I eat uh. the popcorn with the bunch of crunch. It, it's, I've it's, never, I've never been to the movies where you've done that. I've been to the movies oh. with you. I haven't been to the movies with you lately. I've never seen you do that. It's it's my thing. I have a whole system down. I'm very proud of it, and and I love it. I and I'll see. Well, so anything. say say it again. It's the popcorn with the what? I get popcorn, and I buy a bunch of crunch, and I pour all the bunch of crunch on the popcorn. So you're mm. eating the popcorn with the chocolate. Mm. It's so it's so good. But oh, for this man. one, I was like, I was like AMC movie theater. The concession stands ain't cutting it. I got to make a pit stop before I go because we're we're talking four hours. So Ooh. you got to prep yourself for. You know, uh, you got to not only do you got to prep yourself for lunch and dinner, you got to maybe get in, get some brunch in there too. So I had to do like a brunch, lunch, and dinner. That four hours, I'm hungry. So I stopped by a 7 Eleven. I stopped by a CVS. I went to Ralph's, I think. I ended up, it was the first, you know, this was the first film that I got a box of Captain Crunch and I brought my own bowl and my own wow. spoon and a little tiny. Uh, carton of two percent milk, and this was the first film I actually had breakfast in. Um, so, I, <laughs> so yo, Killers of the Flower Moon might not be doing good at the box office, but it's doing good for the cereals across the country. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I I wanted to make you know a real event out of this because yes, sir, it's not like going to see Wolf of Wall Street for three hours where it's like this is fucking jam packed entertainment. I mean, this is a slow burn, and you know, it, this is a bleak movie. It's dark. It's it's depressing. Oof. It's it's not a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's slow. It's slow. It feels like it's three and a half hours. It really does. Man, you know, because you three and a half you, hours is rough. That's a rough. That's it, like DMX. That's a rough rider. It was a rough, it was a rough ride. It was slow, you know, cause I saw Oppenheimer, which was three hours over the summer. I'm sure a lot of people saw that. And you know, that was long. It, it, it felt long, but you know, it, it wasn't anything that you couldn't do. Like you could sit through it and it was good. This was rough and the pacing was, was rough. Mm. Um, but I did have my cereal. I brought, I actually got some Chibani yogurt, uh, cause I already had the spoon going. So I brought some yogurt. Like you could go to the movies, not the four seasons. I know, but I just, I didn't know what to expect. So, and then I got the popcorn. I got the, I got the bunch of crunch. I got my soda. The fucked up thing was I ate all that shit by the time the previews ended. So I, I, would, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I I I had you, you had your I'll, brunch before the movie started. I, you, I, I, you had brunch. You should you know listen. You shouldn't feel bad about it. You're like it's a four hour thing. I had my brunch beforehand. I, I, I had brunch during during the previews, and I was like, I turned to my girlfriend. I was like, what else is in that bag? What else do we have? And I think there was a Slim Jim and some Doritos, but that was it. And I was like, fuck. I got three and a half hours. Like, what am I gonna do for dinner? What am I gonna do for for my late lunch? So, I'm gonna get hungry halfway through this shit. <laughs> so literally, that's that's what happened. So after like the first hour, the hour Damn. felt like a long time. After the first hour, hour and a half, I Ooh. went to the concession stand. I got the popcorn. I got because I was like, "Fuck, all my snacks are gone." And not and it, and let me just say, it wasn't only me. There were so many people in this theater that were going in and out, 
and in and out. They couldn't fucking sit still. People were going to the bathroom. Ugh. People were coming back with jumbo-sized popcorns. Like, if you didn't have a snack while you were watching this movie, you were fucked. You were fucked. If you didn't have... You needed something to take your mind off of whatever you were watching. But you were fucked. So I went, I went back and I was like, fuck, I'm getting another popcorn. I'm getting another soda. And I ended up getting cookie dough bites. I mean, I mm. felt like a, I felt like a pig. I mean, really, I felt like a pig and I was done with it all at the two and a half hour mark. Man. And then I was like, shit, we got, an- <laughs> I got a, I got another hour of this. I got another hour of the movie and I was like, oh fuck. And then, you know, once you're done eating your breakfast and lunch, you start to get, t- you know, I like to nap. You know, I like to take a nap when I'm done. Right eating. after a meal. <laughs> after, you're in the movie a theater, but you're also having, you know, like you're having meals. <laughs> Life, like puppies are being born, leaves are falling off, trees. So much is happening in the world during that Planets time. Planets are moving, birthdays are ton. happening. Women are giving a, birth to kids. Oh, a, t- a ton. I mean, this traffic is like that time is, lapse. You're going to the movie. Traffic is bad. The next, you're waking up. The birds are chirping. Literally. And so I was I was tired at that point. Damn. And, it, and, and at the two-hour mark, if you don't like a movie, it's like, I gave it a chance. If, I, if I'm not into it at two hours, it's like, damn, damn, like it. And you shouldn't have to give it two hours to really, like, get into it. But I started, I, then I started drifting off. So I, t- I took about a 10-minute power nap. A little schluff. I, a little schluff. Hey, was, listen, I was resting my uh, eye. I wasn't schluff, asleep. It's three and a half hours, man. Three and a half hours. A little schluff is all right. I was listening. I was listening. Okay. I I just was resting my eyes for a moment. I was, you know, and um Is and it then a loud t- movie? somewhat not really and then by the time i was done with the nap i I opened my eyes and brendan frazier's in a courtroom doing this like crazy overacting people are petitioning him on twitter to give his oscar back because of this performance he was ridiculous i thought he was and i'm a big fan of brendan frazier he was he, he was he looked like he was straight out of the whale the movie that he won the oscar for all I'll say about the movie was it was very slow. Robert De Niro did a great job. His accent was kind of in and out, but whatever. Accents uh, accent, are tricky. Accent, accent. Accents are overrated. Then if you don't care about it, he was fantastic. He did a great job. He always does. Leonardo DiCaprio is just so oversaturated to me these days. And I love Leonardo DiCaprio, but it's hard. It's just like, and I'm Who watching doesn't? Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, I thought that the performance that he did in this movie was very reminiscent of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I thought that he was doing the Rick Dalton character that he does in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The cowboy shit. He was doing that character in this. I thought he brought a little too much of the Rick Dalton uh, character in this movie maybe he thought he was doing rick dalton in a scorsese film because the rick dalton character was like he wanted to be an actor he wanted to so totally. maybe he's like i'm rick dalton working for scorsese so it's like i'm in it and i'm in it again that would have been if that were the case that would have been the most mind-blowing performance that he's ever given because they're talking Leonardo about is- dicaprio playing rick dalton who got a part in, in a Martin Scorsese film, that would be awesome. In a that's three a, and a half hour Martin Scorsese film, that's a really interesting take. That's a really interesting take. Um, Man, but I, that, but so what did I, you? I, let me ask you this: What did you end eating last? What was it? Th- you said you started with the Chobani yogurt and the cereal. What was the last thing you remember eating? Oh well, I think I had a. Um, God, what did I have? I think I ended on a Hungry Man. 
which wow. is like it's it's like a TV dinner. So you're having you're having the <laughs> stuffing. Uh, it comes with stuffing and turkey and gravy, and um, like a little brownie thing on the side. There, I, there was I, I don't know if it was brownies. It might have been an Airhead or, or apple or, pie, or Skittles or something like that. It, it could have been an apple pie, but I did have the turkey, the stuffing, and the mashed potatoes. It came Jesus. with some kind of a thing. Yeah, well, you just you got to cover all bases at that point. So by you the time, like so, a, so you could have brought a, sh- a sushi chef with you. <laughs> You know, so so in all seriousness, would you say people should run out to go see? Uh, no, I, I I'm not going yeah, to. And I had a rough. friend. I had a friend be like, you know, this is. It was still great. It really was slow. But before I saw it, I was like, "How was it?" You know, I'm excited. And he was like, "It was slow, but it was still great." You know, Martin Scorsese could tackle any genre. Totally mm. true. I think he can tackle. He's done. You know, his his uh, resume is crazy. He's done Wolf of Wall Street. He's done movies like that. This is kind of next to like that movie Silence that he did with Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver, the religious didn't, didn't movie. Didn't see it. Didn't you wouldn't didn't like see it either? It. Didn't see but, it. But and this I love was Marty. Very, is my guy. I know and. I, I just, just I three and a half. Don't hours. even bother. Don't even bother watching it at home. You, ha- if you're gonna watch it, you have to be in a theater. But I think that you would have been, you would have been miserable. I'm not one of these. Look, that's my review. I'm not one of these pretentious. I went to film school, but I'm not like an. Analytical. Oh, that's not pretentious. No, that that's kind of pretentious in itself. You just said, oh, I, I'm not pretentious, but I went to film there, school. There were a lot of kids at the film school who gave their analytical reviews, and they're talking about the lighting, and they're talking about no, this. Listen, I'm just going to tell guys, you. Guys, listen, if it ain't good, it ain't good. I don't give a fuck what you're talking If it's good, we could talk about the lighting. But if it ain't good, and you start with, well, the lighting, and if you talk about, oh, well, the, the sound edit, that's not where we start. We get there. We'll we get respect there. the craft. But is the movie good or not, you fucking uh, little fucking film geek nerd? Don't start with oh, uh, the soundtrack. I don't. That's after. And that wasn't even that great either. But mm. but but anyway, that's that's my review. Uh, great review. Thank great. you. And I also thought he was doing. You know, he he had a nice set of teeth. Leonardo DiCaprio. He had like really dirty teeth that were in his mouth, kind of like how Jonah Hill put that set of teeth in for Wolf of Wall Street. And, and it worked, and it was fantastic for him. It really transformed him. Leonardo, it, it didn't do much, it, and he he kind of looked like G, he was doing that J. Edgar Hoover impression that he was doing, like because he played Edgar J. Edgar. It just didn't. It didn't. It, just because you got dirty teeth, it's like you're still Leonardo DiCaprio to me. But that's my review. I wouldn't go run to go see the movie. Oh, that's a I tough very, review, man. I, I'm excited to see this Nick Cage movie that you and I have talked oh, about yeah. called Dream Scenario where Nick Cage is like becomes like a worldwide sensation for he he like starts appearing in everybody's dreams and he gets recognized on the streets for like randomly appearing in people's dreams. He's so good and that's a movie I'm really looking forward to seeing. We both got to see that in theaters. So me too also. Um anyway, all right. I watched the just to finish off, I watched the Tyson Fury Francis Ngannou fight and I said on this podcast and I tweeted it I said on this podcast, and I tweeted it, that I had Francis, and I will say that it was a fun fight. It was an entertaining fight. Uh, Francis knocked him down. Tyson Fury, everybody loves Tyson Fury. But when I saw Francis on the Joe Rogan podcast, I was like, he's going to win this fight. And he didn't get the decision. And I feel like Tyson Fury has been such a great champion, and... In my opinion, you need to beat, beat, beat the champion in a close fight like that. And he didn't beat, beat, beat him. But 
to quote the great Raging Bull, another Scorsese film, if you win, you win. If you lose, you could you still win. Lose. Win. No. Because if you're no. losing, you're just losing it. Um, you no. know, it's like in Talladega Night. If you're not first, you're last. No. And ha you know, he says, I'm doing my review of the fight. I'm telling you, if you win, you win. If you lose, you could still win. This ain't Talladega Nights. Shout out to the great Talladega Nights. Shout out to Ricky Bobby. Um, but uh, Francis Ngannou, even though he lost, he won. And I feel like it should have been a draw. I think a draw would have been fair because Tyson Fury, he knows that he didn't win-win that fight. But also, I do believe that a champion should uh, get beaten-beaten to, especially someone like Tyson Fury, who's a great champion for so long. You know, if he's going to lose, he really needs to lose. But it was a fun, fun uh, night of boxing. It wasn't like, you know, Ali Frazier, but it was, it was a good time. Anyway, that's it. Came, saw, we conquered. We came, saw, we conquered. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the world's most disruptive podcast, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. A Miles Jordan, a.k.a. The Bleach Brothers. Take us out here with something real nice. Take us out here with something real loud. And most importantly, take us out of here with something real, real funky. funky. God damn it, can't you stay on the beat? God damn it. Now, I'll just let you do the outro because you nah, wanted to do I it wanted with to me do it I, with you. There's got to be some kind of delay in the frequencies. No, it's, of it. it's not a delay. It's, it's Let's try it again. I take out it with something real nice. Take out it with something real loud. And I take out it with something real, real funky. funky. Fuck, fuck it, man. You, I, you shouldn't have the honor and the privilege of doing an outro for the I Am Rappaport Stereo well, Podcast. Well, fuck it. I'm out then, too, then. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm gone. So cut your mic off. Yeah, I'm about to. And camera's cut. The camera's next. Okay, so... Camera's turning off next, so... You're still, you really you're want me still, to cut it? You're still here. You're still... We're still recording. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm gone. See you later. Okay, consider me out. The, the podcast is over. Get the fuck out. Leaving. Leave. I'm, I'm turning If I could off slam right the fucking door on you, I'd slam it. Bye. Fuck it, then I'm gone. Bye. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. 
products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.